You're about to listen to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. My guest this week is Pam Sherman, the Perfect Balance Guru and the leader of the Perfect Balance Tribe. Pam is a repeat guest. I had her on about halfway through Season 2. She reached out to me. She said she wanted to uh, consider, she wanted me to consider having her back as a guest. She was such a dynamic and fun guest, someone who I've kept in touch with since our last episode, that I was really happy to welcome her back. So, Pam Sherman, a repeat guest, the perfect balance guru. Let's get started. It's your host, Mediocre Mitch, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 9. My guest this week is Pam Sherman, the perfect balance guru, but let me pause for a second on Pam and talk a little bit about the Meet Mediocrity media empire. <laughs> it's a growing empire. Um, the podcast, as you know, Season 3, Episode 9, this is that. You may also know that we released the Meet Mediocrity YouTube channel. All you need to do is go to YouTube, go to the search bar, type in Meet Mediocrity, and watch our five-minute or less video clips about health and wellness things I'm trying in my life that I think might be helpful and interesting and relatable for you. We also have the Meet Mediocrity newsletter that gets released every week. Go to www.meetmediocrity.com, enter your email address, and get our weekly newsletter, which sums up all of the health and wellness things that Meet Mediocrity is covering on our podcast, on the, on the YouTube channel, and the newsletter has an exclusive wellness tip that, get, that comes with the newsletter every week. So it's no charge. Give us your email address and join. And by the way... We're having a special offer. If you join, if you join or subscribe to the Meet Mediocrity newsletter this week, before March 15th, you get a free Meet Mediocrity t-shirt just for subscribing to our free newsletter. Free t-shirt, free newsletter. Check it out. Okay. Pam Sherman, the perfect balance guru. When I had Pam on the Meet Mediocrity podcast back in July of 2020, I think it was July, we talked about her journey. We talked about the fact that she um, was hit by a car while running, while uh, you know, training running. And um, that moment actually changed her life. Um, she was able to recover, thank goodness. And she became a wellness guru. And she also put trading into perspective and um, she put it in perspective, not just for herself, but for her clients, uh, what she calls her tribe. So um, today we switched gears and we talked a little bit about a, the little things we can all do to maintain our fitness levels and to maintain our diet, especially in COVID. You don't have to be a hard duty, a hardcore trainer 
in order to maintain and improve on your fitness and your health. So little tips and tricks we can use. We discussed that today. The other thing we discussed today is that it's not easy. And even Pam, if who, if you look at her, she is a lean, mean machine. She wasn't always that way. And she's had her challenges and she shares some of those with us today. So I don't want to take away from Pam's um, storyline and Pam's information. So I'm going to stop stealing her thunder and say that without further delay, here's my conversation with the perfect balance guru, Pam Sherman. So Pam, welcome back. I am so happy to be back chatting with you, Mitch. You know, so I have to say, so we celebrated a few weeks ago our 50th Meet Mediocrity podcast episode, and there is only one other person who has been on more than once, and that's my niece, so who's one of my favorite people in the world. So she's, you know, she could be on whenever she wants as far as I'm concerned. But Pam, you are the second person who is a multiple um, visitor, and frankly, I'm thrilled to have you. Um, that makes me feel so special. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you, you know, you are special because frankly, you really motivated me when we first met. We first met last summer. Um, you know, we were admiring each other on social media. And um, I think you said, cool podcast. And I said, cool Instagram page. And you said, can I be on your podcast? And I said, I'd love to have you. And so that was like a match made in heaven. <laughs> you uh, were on you on the podcast back in July. So it's been since July. So here we are, early 2021, and it hasn't gotten easier, right? It's between yeah. COVID and now and then the winter time and people making COVID worse because everyone was celebrating holidays together. Um, so Pam, tell me a little bit about how you've been faring during the COVID winter and tell me a little bit about how the uh, perfect balance tribe has been faring as well. You bet. Well, today it's funny. We're talking today. We had just had the worst storm we've had so far in California. In fact, Lake Tahoe is supposed to get many feet of snow and we haven't had rain in a long time. So we had a huge windstorm, rainstorm. And on these days, I don't want to work out either, quite frankly. So I, on my Instagram story today, I said, my challenge, everybody is every time you go in the kitchen, do 10 pushups, 15 pushups, 20 pushups on the counter, keep a sticky note and message me at the end of the day. Let me know how many you do. I'm already up to 60. Wow. I love that. <laughs> well, adding movement in through the day helps. You don't have to say it's raining cold. I'm going to be in my jammies and drink hot cocoa all day. I mean, you actually can add movement in without getting sweaty. I'm a big proponent of a little bit definitely adds up. Um, and 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 it, it does. Now, that being said, I do love to work out. I have a gym in my backyard. I put a hat on and I'm outside most of the days working out. But in the windy, rainy, yucky weather, that's a that's a hard no for me. Yeah, well, listen, I like I like that philosophy. So... Has that philosophy been, you know, something that has, that you've been preaching to your followers during the course of the winter? I mean, tell me a little Always. bit about your main messages. Well, and I, I'll bring, go back to the tribe. My tribe has 65 members in it now, which I'm okay. super excited about. That's Still great. only two guys, two guys, the rest women. 
You um, are. But, you have been relentlessly, um, relentlessly uh, recruiting me to join your tribe. So I, I know you're looking for more men. It, they add a nice flavor to it. And the one guy who isn't, it has dropped 15 pounds and always like when the ladies lose weight, he always, he's a really regular contributor and it's just, it, it's a supportive group of people. So the other guy is like kind of a ghost. He follows, but he doesn't comment. Um, but the more, the more, the merrier, but I will say that to them as well. Like if you don't want to work out today, that's fine. But our bodies are meant to move. Everybody can do a push up on the kitchen counter. You don't have to get to the ground. Women, we are not strong in our upper body by nature, but guess what? A counter push-up. What if you started with five? Amazing. And then five will be easy and work way up to 10. So I'm always saying, and if you, when you go to the bathroom, put the toilet seat down, that's a squat. Oh my gosh. You could do squats every time you go to the bathroom. Easy, <laughs> easy breezy. You know that now I now I know why I didn't join the tribe because I'm a man <laughs> and I'm not putting the toilet seat down unless I have to. <laughs> well, or stand by your sink and watch your form and do the squats there. Fair enough. Fair enough. We don't need to. We we we, we can we can now leave the bathroom. We can leave the toilet. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, oh. I do, I do, pro, I do promote that a lot because I find, especially during COVID, I read on social media. I bet you do too. All the series that people are watching, I'm like, people are sitting more than ever. Let's just add a little bit of movement into your day, please, which we all can do from home. Well, I'll have you know that my wife Meredith is um, a big binge watcher of Netflix series, and she does it on the treadmill. And she doesn't, she, she just does like, she doesn't run because she, you know, it kind of some the running, it's hard to concentrate, but she power walks and she raises the incline and she, she's killing two birds with one stone. It's a great idea. I love that so much. Amazing. So, um, how about you forget about the tribe for a second? Okay. How are you, how okay. are you, how are you doing? I mean, it's, you know, it, it, you know, you're like the, the picture of positivity, but you know, it hasn't really, and I tend to be positive as well, but it hasn't really been easy on anyone. How are you doing? Uh, my life is, has been great. I had both kids, both my adult children home for five weeks between Thanksgiving and new year's which is great. I am, I work from home. I do all my private coaching on phone calls. Um, and, and I'm coaching more and more women now on their food because everybody wants to lose weight and I got to see what they eat to lose weight. So they keep track in my fitness pal. And then we have a weekly conversation about it. And I've been doing this so long, Mitch, that it's so funny because every week, every one of them will say, that's a really good idea. Like, I have a lot of good ideas. I've been doing this for a long time. Um, but I have found more success recently than in the last 20 years of my life because women really? are, they're accountable for their food. And when you have to write that down for somebody else, your choices are probably a little bit different. So this, a perfect segue, it's it's almost like we're dancing here. Perfect segue. Um, I wanted to speak with you about diet a little bit more. So you mentioned journaling and accountability, but um, you actually made a post on social media recently about consistency. You talked a little bit, I mean, you alluded to, so I'd like to ask you about, yeah. you haven't, you haven't been, you haven't always been the weight 
you want it to be. So you've had human struggles as well. I'd like to ask you about those and then ask you the secret to your success and how you translate that secret to the people you coach. You bet. Uh, In college, I was the overachiever. I did not gain the freshman 15. I gained the freshman 35. (laughs) And you're, and you're not, you're not a big woman. So 35 was a lot. It was a lot. And I was running marathons. That's not easy on your body. You cannot run, you cannot outrun a bad diet. Mm. And for that, I just literally did one. I remember doing one thing a month, like one month I gave up fast food. I lost five pounds. I mean, this is Mitch back in the eighties. We didn't know about nutrition, right? right? There was no information out there. Um, And eventually I got to a normal weight. And then about eight, eight years ago, nine years ago, my dad moved out close to me and he had just gotten divorced from my mom and was declining with Alzheimer's and my brother's could not help me. It was a very, very stressful time. I look back and I'm like, my, I was doing too much. I was teaching 5am classes. My husband traveled. I was taking my kids to soccer practice, trying to see my dad, all that stress. I put on 20 pounds. And let me tell you, I was not drinking wine and eating hot fudge Sundays. I was a, my fingers are a healthy eater, but too many calories is too many calories. And I remember coming back from his funeral and I'll tell you right now, I sit right around 140. I'm 5'7", yep. right around 140. And, and I remember thinking, I hope I'm under 160. And I got on the scale, I was 159.8. <laughs> and the next day I started tracking on my fitness pal because I thought I have, even though I've been very active my whole life, I cannot eat a lot of calories. I know what my my calorie range is to lose weight. And I started tracking and it took about four months. So it's about a pound a week, unless you have a ton of weight to lose and people get so frustrated. But I say, look, the weight did not come on overnight. It's not going to come off overnight. Stick with it. Time is going to pass anyway. And after a few months, you could be down. I call it a a bag of sugar or any readers can't see this. This is five pounds of fat or your listeners can't see this. Five pounds of fat. Oh um, but I call it a bag of sugar. By the way, by the way, you you just held up the grossest looking thing, Pam. That is is one gross looking pile of fat. That That's, rests in our bodies. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and and you know what? I felt also because I have always been an instructor and a trainer. I felt like a fraud because here I was. Now I wasn't obese, but for me, I was a little bit fat, and yeah. I felt awful in my own skin. So I understand when my clients are like, I don't feel good. I didn't feel good. I didn't feel good in my clothes. I didn't feel good naked. I didn't feel good when I was working out. I understand what it's like to struggle. So here you are eight, eight, eight years later from the day that you were (laughs) 159.8 or whatever it was. Yep. So so you've, you've kept the weight off. you, You didn't rush it and you've managed to keep it off. So consistency how how do you you know how do you maintain consistency well two things i will tell you this and i i feel like i'm always learning i'm always listening to health podcasts i'm trying to see what the latest greatest uh when you're i'm in, and i'm in full menopause too so your listeners should say i can't lose weight i'm in menopause i it's have a calorie I deficit have a lot of those so it's still no matter what but no matter what hormones are going on, it's still calories in versus calories out. 
Well, and we, all of us at about around age 30, start losing muscle. It's called sarcopenia. It's not an if, it's a when. Unless we strength train and unless we feed our muscle protein. And we need more even as we're going through menopause. So when I'm coaching my clients, I tell them, look at ladies, we love our carbs so much. Mm. Thomas by the way, by the way not, not just ladies. Let's be clear. I love people, my carbs too. <laughs> oh, bagels. I mean, yummy. But our bodies need more protein than we want to eat. Mm-hmm. When I tell people to focus on protein and fiber and then fill it in, they're like, I'm not hungry for anything else when I've had enough protein. So the protein helps keep you satisfied as well, as does the fiber from, and I'm like, eat as many veggies as you want. Those two things are going to be the mainstay in every single meal. And it's just day in and day out. It's not like, Ooh, it's Friday. Ooh, let's whoop it up. It's have your protein and veg first and then, okay, what else do you want? Oh, nothing. Cause you're full. Uh, let's talk about the Friday thing because, you know, I, yes. I hear a lot of people who has speak about, I'm good during the week and that's good enough, or I'm going to have a binge day or they're going to have a binge meal that basically consumes a full day's worth of, of calories. So how do you, I disagree. I don't think that philosophy makes a lot of sense. So tell me a little no. bit about your view of that and how you combat that. Yeah, I actually struggled with that a lot in my forties. I was super restrictive. And then I, I had a client who actually said this and I've never forgot it. Uh, and I'd say, you know, Friday treats, you're not a dog. You don't need a treat. But what I found is I wasn't just having like a dessert. I was over consuming by, like you said, almost a whole day's worth of calories. And you could never lose weight or balance when you're going that overboard at one time. Would you cheat on your spouse? Would you cheat on a test? Why then do we have cheat meals? You're only cheating yourself and your health. It's okay to have, you know what you want dessert? If you want a cookie, if you want a brownie, have one. The problem is sugar acts like drugs in our brain and our brain like have more and it's hard to stop right with one. So either you have to have a limit or find a different way to satisfy your cravings or something that's going to keep you more full. But I think the the weekend binge when people, in fact, one of my tribe members, I post, it was on a Friday saying, I want you to look at Friday, not as a time to indulge, but in time to take care of yourself and reward yourself with getting your nails done or reading a book or watching a movie you wanted to watch. And one of the members commented, I always plan out my Friday dinner, dessert and wine. Maybe that's why I'm not losing weight. Interesting. You know, you know, you mentioned brownies. My biggest problem with brownies is if you have a tray of brownies, they're never cut evenly. So you always have to cut a little more off to even it out, right? And then by the yes. time by the time it's perfectly even, you've eaten half the tray of brownies. That's my problem. <laughs> um, I, I'm a batter person myself. I'd rather eat the batter than the finished product. So I literally have to tell myself. One or two bites, and then I have to put gum in because I'll. You're gonna keep, keep licking. Batter. Yeah, I, the 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 other the other culprit for me is broken cookies because I feel like broken cookies don't deserve to be sitting around in a in a cookie jar, so I eat them because they because they're broken. It's not fair to them. And the calories the, the calories don't count if they're broken, right? 
you know, I, I wish that were true, but instead of eating one cookie, I end up eating like six hairs of cookies and you're in three cookies in. So yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Um, so you're more of a proponent of if you really want dessert or you really want anything rather than deprive yourself, moderate yourself. Is that what, that's what you're saying? It is because in my personal experience with my clients, deprivation leads to binging every time. If it's Wednesday and you want a cookie, I want you to eat the cookie because if not, you're going to have an apple and then you might have some peanut butter on a cracker and then you might have something else. And then eventually have the cookie at the end. Meanwhile, you're eating 500 calories until you get to the cookie. You're going to eat the dark cookie anyway. (laughs) Have the cookie, have a nice cup of tea or coffee, savor it. And then take a pause and think, what are you feeling? Because most of us, when we overeat, and I'm raising my hand, myself included, you're eating as fast as you can. You're not savoring it. Mindless, mindless eating. Yep. Mindless eating. And when you take that pause and think, for me, the one of the biggest mindset shifts, and I think everything starts with mindset, is how do you want to feel tomorrow? If you binge, you're going to wake up and feel like crap, and you're going to have that self, ugh, yeah. why did I do that? The self you probably regret. won't sleep well either. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just all bad. You have to remember the bad stuff that comes with overeating. Yeah, you can't just put the blinders on and be like, I'm just going to shove as much as I can in the pie hole and not worry about it. Everything's right. affected. And for me, a lot of times is I don't want to wake up feeling bad. I want to get a good night's sleep. I'm 53. Sleep is so important. And if yep. I eat something late or have too much, I will not sleep well. Right. Same. So the other thing you talked about is uh, fitness. And so... I was going through, so I was, I knew I was speaking with you today. So last night I was uh, sitting on the couch. I shouldn't have been sitting, but I was sitting on the couch. Actually, it's funny. So I'm going to, I was watching Shark Tank. It was reruns of Shark Tank, one of my favorite things to watch. And Alex Rodriguez, who is the guest on the Shark Tank, made a comment because they were pitching a cookie. He said, Jennifer, Jennifer Lopez eats a cookie every night before she goes to bed. And I'm like, JLo eats cookies. But then I realized the key thing he said is a cookie. So just to your point on moderation, um, anyway, I digress. We, um, I was on the couch watching Alex Rodriguez flipping through my Instagram posts of Pam Sherman, the fitness guru. And I was observing your, your fitness related posts. And you had a post that talked about the importance of strength training. You had a post that talked about the importance of stretching. And you had a post that I'm going to use the term sprinting, but it was like, you know, short cardio, but meaningfully short. So I called it the three PMs, three S's. I made it up for you. Stretching, strengthening, and sprinting. Um, But, you know, strengthening, strengthening and um, stretching, I think, are incredibly overlooked. So tell me about your philosophy on on these three areas of fitness. Absolutely. As a teacher for 20 years, I was the teacher that made sure we stretched for 10 minutes at the end of every class. Now, I did have people leave and that pissed me off because I always said, stretching is like dessert for your muscles. We just worked really hard. They want to stretch, but because it doesn't burn calories, people find it useless. 
I think because I started running at such a young age and my dad taught me about stretching, I've been a, a dedicated stretcher really since I what 42 years now. And I always implemented it with my teaching and with my training. I know my body feels better when I stretch. I know everything just, you know, just after a workout, it is, it's dessert for your muscles. And yeah. let's face it, when we work hard, it's a nice reward at the end. I don't want people to always think about what movement as in terms of burning calories. Strength training, we talked about that. We all lose muscle as we age. And the whole big and bulky thing cannot ever die fast enough because I think a lot of people still think that. If you're a woman, pick up heavy stuff, put down the pink dumbbells and lift heavy things. If your our gyms are not open yet, fill a backpack full of books, bend down, pick it up, bend down, pick. I mean, lift heavy things. You will never, ever get big. We don't have the testosterone. We're not eating 300 grams of protein a day and we're not lifting heavy, 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 heavy weights. It's, It's impossible, but I have found more, my body, especially change the most doing regular strength training versus my old school, tons and tons and tons of cardio. Now to the cardio point, you know, I'm a, I'm a recovering marathoner, yep. <laughs> recovering <laughs> endurance athlete. <laughs> yep. Um, and after I got hit by my car, it was a very, I had a bunch of surgery. So I had to start and stop and start and stop. And that really changed my direction of, I don't want to run even five miles anymore. I really love running, but short running makes me happy. Sprinting, even at my age, I'm an old lady sprinter, but it still is fun. It's over with quick. It gets your metabolism running faster because it's stressing it more than what I call the slog, which I still slog, slow jog. Um, but it, it's fun. It is. It's a slog. I love uh, it. But it, it is still fun to challenge yourself to get out of your comfort zone. And it could be for like 10 seconds. And then you walk, recover your breath, do it again. You do that five to 10 times amazing. It, it Workouts do not have to be long and painful to be effective. In fact, now I work out maybe 20 minutes a day, sometimes 30, mostly right around 20, 25, but I'm more fit than I ever have been. And I'm sure it's because of my strength and it's because I'm not exhausting myself with lots of cardio and making myself super hungry and then overeating because I'm super hungry. So let's uh, let's pause on this point, Pam, because, uh, well, first of all, I remember the story because of, um, we talked about it in the first podcast, but that that car accident you were in when you were hit by a car when you were running was a real turning point for you. And, and it really it really kind of gave you a different view, you know, as you recovered, a different view into fitness. So do I just tell me a little bit about that because I want I want to talk a little bit more about the length of your workouts. Yes, before that, I actually was training for a nine mile run when I got hit. Uh, my friends and I would go do it. It's called the hot chocolate run. We did it every year, uh-huh. and I was I was out for a beautiful six mile run. And actually, six miles, five miles would do that a couple times a week. That thought now exhausts me. Like I can't even think about doing no that. No interest in that. Yuck! It just did not. And I, I've been a runner, like I said, for 42 years. It's something I love to do. But after I got hit, there was so much stopping because of surgery. And then I had to take time off. And then it was, uh, for me, 
my lungs, it's hard to get your breathing back after yep. you take time off. Yep. So I would start just by walk running because I literally couldn't do more than that. And then I'd have another surgery and have to do it again. And then it got to the point when I was done with surgery, I was like, I just love to run a mile. I'm, I like to run fast and I can still bust out a, in fact, I had a mile a couple months ago. I was really angry with a life event. I busted out a 650 mile. That's real running. That is real running. So that to me is, or I actually have a little half mile loop in my neighborhood. I'll time myself on that. I love to see how fast I can run. And for me right now, that's way more satisfying than going out for a five, six, seven mile run. So it was really in my recovery when I got to the point where I could run a mile, I was like, I'm just grateful to run a mile. And I think that's really where the evolution happened. And people and people and, and you're convinced that there are benefits to be had by doing a 20 minute run walk or walk sprint or something like that. I do because so many people talk themselves out of things. It's too long, it's too hard. You can find a timer app on your phone, set it for 10 seconds on, 10 seconds off. Anybody could do that for five minutes or 10 minutes. It's much more manageable for people to do shorter bouts. And then once you're good at that, make it 20 seconds on, 20 seconds off. There's no magic number. Right. But also, I don't care how old you are. It's fun to go faster. And we're going out for a longer workout. You're not really going fast. You just want to get through right. whatever it is, a bike ride or a run. And going faster is fun. It is fun. And, and I like your point. I mean... If you work out, if you do a one hour run and you're really pushing for time or pushing for something, so you get to a point where you really do put yourself in binge mode from an eating perspective because you are, I mean, I am freaking hungry. And, and you kind of, yep. your first reaction is, I just worked out hard. I can eat. And you eat more calories than you burn, or at least I do. And, and you've defeated the purpose. Yeah, I distinctly remember when I used to run half marathons coming back from a 10-mile run, and literally the last few miles, I was planning what I was going to eat. Yep. That, and that's I probably a made a thing probably, for me. Yeah, and I ate 1,000 calories when I came back because I just burned 1,000 calories, but then I ate the rest of the day. So right. it, it never, I could never find a great balance with my weight because you have to always eat for your workouts. Now, when I work out in my backyard strength training for 20 minutes, I'm not starving. So I don't have to overeat to compensate for my workout. But you're fit. But you are fit. But I'm fit. So I, I do want to um, go back on the stretching thing because, Pam. Yes. So people who know me know that I don't love going to yoga classes. And the reason I don't love going to yoga classes, other than the fact that, you know, everyone else in the room looks a lot better in their yoga clothes than I do. Um, but the other reason is. I'm always feeling like I just can't keep the pace or 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 do the moves and I'm too yeah. self-conscious. And now there are people who aren't, I am. But here's the thing, Pam. I started watching yoga classes on YouTube and picking out moves that I can do and doing them myself every morning based upon Amazing. what was bothering me which is for me, usually lower back and hips, which is like, you know, tight glutes and tight hamstrings and things like that. Pam, the stretching changes my day completely. Can you say that again, Mitch? The stretching changes my, 
Pam, we all talk about lower back pain. Oh, I'm stiff. You hear people, I mean, I'm in my mid fifties. You get out of the chair and you're like, ah, well, you bend down. You're like, ah, it one. If you stretch in the morning, that doesn't happen. It's like magic, but a lot of people don't do the stretching or the yoga. They should. They don't. I have a playlist on my YouTube channel, which is called the perfect balance. I have 27 stretching videos. That was one of my first playlists I made because I am such a big advocate for that. In fact, I know most people have low back problems because they have tight hamstrings. Let's right. stretch those hamstrings out every single day. In fact, when we're done, Mitch, I'm going to forward you my favorite hip and hamstring stretch. Okay. I'm going to do it. I love it. it, it it's actually a life changer. Um, do you, when do you, when do you like to do your personal workouts? Do you do them in the mornings, in the evenings, midday? I am a, uh, very wake up, lots of energy. I have coffee. I read the paper and then I work out. And I stretch after every single workout. And I think that's why at my age, even after getting hit by a car, I have zero body pain. Yep. It's a big deal, especially recovering from a, from an accident like that. The fact that your body is completely recovered is, and stayed that way is amazing. Well, and it may, I'm certain it's because of my consistency of my whole life with my stretching, right? With my workouts, I've, I'm a regular mover. Um, it, it does make a difference that, and I do have a really great sports guy who worked on my spinal alignment, which I know I needed. And my neck after I ate the windshield, which literally ate the windshield. Um, but aside from that, my husband played, uh, rugby in college and played soccer. He has hip pain. He has joint issues. And I'm like, I can hit my car, but I feel great. I'm sorry. Your husband has you as a wife and he allows himself to go through life with hip pain and back pain. Why doesn't he listen to his wife? Well, these people who do sports like rugby and soccer, he planted one foot probably 30,000 times. Right. He kicked with the other foot. So it was, you know, running is even. Strength yeah, training is, is even. I didn't do it. No, no, no. That is not balanced. And only now 30 years. Oh, and he got a knee surgery 30 years ago where the doctor sewed up his ligament so tight. He doesn't have full extension. So he's been walking a little wonky for 30 years. Aye. And I feel bad. Cause I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, I feel good. Let's go. <laughs> yes. So, um, so let's, so Let's, as we start to, as we start to wrap up today's conversation, I'd like to talk about the perfect balance tribe. And yes. um, I want to get a little bit of a sense of, you know, for people who are part of the tribe and they're working with you, Pam, it sounds like they're working. Mm -hmm. You work with them as individuals and as groups, you give them resources both ways. Tell me what it's like for people who are interested in joining. Okay. Well, First of all, a lot of people think it's scary and they're afraid to join. Like, I, I'm not scary. I just want to help you on your journey. You don't seem scary a, to me, Pam. I'm not. It's a private Facebook group where we have weekly challenges. This week was, I usually include um, water, protein, stretching, or strength, just to keep people on top of their fitness. I post daily motivations. I... Uh, have a Facebook live once a week where we talk about like during the holidays, how to manage holiday eating on the weekend, how to manage weekend eating and whatever people have questions are. And we also celebrate wins. 
one of our members, she's over in London, had the most amazing story to share. She went into the doctor and she had a condition in her eye where they told her she's going to go blind. Oh my goodness. She went home, researched what she could do. She started eating blueberries and carrots like crazy in one month, reversed her condition and now is not going to go blind. That's a huge win. Wait, the old adage, eat carrots is good for your eyesight is a real thing. Carrots and blueberries. Amazing. In fact, she was at the hospital for her recheck and they kept her there for three hours. And the doctor finally came out and said, I'm sorry, we just had to triple check your results because nobody has turned around like you have. What what did you do? Wow. Wow. So most women, I have a a couple young gals, but most of the women in there and the guys, I have my guy, one young guy is 38. Everybody else was really over 45 or 50. And they feel stuck. Nothing works. You know, they've they've tried all the fad diets, much like myself. Um, They don't know what to do. And it's a place where I'm very frank about, here's what you need to do to lose weight. Here's what you can do to continue to feel good. Here's what you need to take care of yourself. I have a video library that I made just for the tribe with over a hundred videos, which this is not going to be a surprise. There's yoga, there's stretching and there's strength, but they're only 15 minutes each. That's awesome. That's awesome. To fit into any day. So it's really a community of people. And one gal I talked to yesterday, she's down. I'm going to hold it up one more time for you, Mitch. She's down three of these. That's 15 pounds of fat. Yep. Yep. So, so everybody was commenting because I, I, my picture was like this, like, right. like she's down three of these. Wow. And everybody's so excited to celebrate everybody's success. So I just want to create, a, or I am creating a supportive community for people and give them, Mitch, in our society, there's too much information, right? There's so, so many. Much. Try the keto. Try the keto. Try this. Try this. Please, let me just tell you what it takes. It's never going to be fast. And let's just get to you to get to your happy place. So you, so you have a Facebook group, you have Mm -hmm. um, video library, and you mentioned that you talk to people one-on-one about their like um, fitness pal tracking. So they get some one-on-one time with you as well. That's uh, my private clients. Okay. So you can, you can join as a member of the group. You can join as a member of the group plus private, private with Pam. Gotcha. Yeah, and the group it's nine it's nine dollars and ninety nine cents a month, which is pennies the, a day, pennies a day, pennies a day. And really, there's many. I would say there's over half of the tribe. So I have sixty five people. Half the tribe don't even comment. They're just there to be inspired and just to see what I post every day. And that's fine. That's people great. can use it however they want to use it. They don't have to participate if they don't want to. If they just want to sit there and be motivated and do my challenges. Awesome. And are there people who join the tribe for the group, for the group support and the group kind of morale and and then engage with you one-on-one as well? Yes. In fact, I have a a client, three private clients, um, a mother, daughter, and then a, um, a cousin that they're all, they join the tribe, but they're like, wait, we want to do more. We want to accelerate it. We want to have you as a private coach. Like amazing. Awesome. So it, it's really whatever people want to do. I just want to support them on That's their journey. Fantastic. Pam, I am so glad that we had our second meeting on the Meet Mediocrity podcast. Thank you for joining me. 
Thank you for having me back. I'm so honored. I did not know besides your niece, I was only the second person. Well, that's okay because we'll find an excuse to get together again next season. And in the meantime, you know, hopefully you get that vaccine. We get past COVID and we get back to some normalcy. So I hope this, I hope you get, you know, your life back to normal. I hope we all get our lives back to normal soon enough. Thank you. Same to you. And I will be uh, wanting to hear about the stretch you do after you do it. You got, yep. Send it to me. I will definitely do it (laughs) and I will share it. So my listeners can do it too. There you go. Oh, fantastic. Okay. All right. Take care, Pam. Thanks, Mitch. Okay. That was a great conversation. And, you know, there are a couple of things that she said that really resonated with me. She said, first of all, If you need to have a cookie, don't have five, have one. You know, what she was saying was don't deprive yourself, but practice moderation. She used the term deprivation leads to binging, and that makes sense. So go moderation. The second thing she said is stretching, which I am now doing every day. In fact, I'm doing Pam's hamstring and, um, glute and hip opening stretches every morning. It only takes like five minutes and it makes a huge difference. So I started doing that video, every, uh, you know, Pam's routine that she shared the video every morning. It really helps. She called stretching dessert for your muscles. I love that. And no calories. Um, we also covered Pam's three S's. Of course, that was my line. But um, Pam's three S's, stretching, strengthening, strengthening, and sprinting. Stretching is important. Don't neglect strengthening training. And you don't need to do long bouts of cardio to have a, a benefit. Short cardio at high bursts, interval training, sprinting can bring a ton of value. So let me wrap up by... A, thank you, Pam, for being my my um, only second repeat guest. And I would love to have you back for a third time. So we'll, we'll explore that um, in season four. Um, but the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, we've been through a tough time over the past year with COVID and other unrest and uncertainty in our lives. But I think I'm starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel. And a lot of that is because of the vaccine. But listen, um, until we can all move around safely, please continue to follow guidelines, wear your masks, get your vaccine when you're able to, and take care of yourself. And with that, let me conclude by saying, Mediocre Mitch says to keep smiling, to be healthy, and to be well. Alrighty, take care, everyone.